0: Welcome. It is eight minutes after the hour. Just reading a headline here. Elizabeth Warren says concealed carry doesn't make anyone safer. Unbelievable. Chuck Basie, representative, state representative, on board with us this morning. Dale Roberts in from the CPOA. Garson is in from Grafts. And uh, you brought in a couple of uh, firearms. Now, I've been saying that if you're a Glock lover, this this is going to be exciting news. Uh, You said uh, maybe Glock lovers won't love this. But I don't know why they wouldn't, because... Uh, yeah,
1: the, the true diehard Glock people, there's only one gun out there. It's the Glock. So they. But this is a clone. It is a clone.
0: It does everything that a Glock does. It does. And it even, it feels like, it looks like the real...
1: Well, it doesn't look like it. They actually did a pretty good job styling it.
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like it. It does. So
1: it doesn't look like a Glock.
0: Looks enough like it... Here, we'll just let, I'll let the viewers <laughs> decide... If you are watching us on Facebook at Gary on Guns, you can see it. I'm holding it up in front of the camera right now, and um, it 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 has a lot of the Glock personality, and mechanically, it's
1: yeah. I can take the slide off real quick, and you can see the inside.
0: Well,
2: here, let me. Uh, let
1: but me this is Stuger's can... STR9. It's
2: black and Teflon, and it's not a 1911. That's all I know. <laughs> here, here. Yeah. But
1: if you look at that, if you've ever had a Glock, apart, oh,
2: yeah, that looks like a Glock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the internal. I,
1: I'd almost be surprised if a Glock slide wouldn't go onto
3: that.
0: I <laughs> mean get it. You know, it's all reversed in the camera, so you think you're moving it. In, it's like standing in front of the mirror, and you say, whoa, wait a minute, that's not right. So um, this is it. Uh, it is uh, mechanically about identical, but the price. Um,
1: yeah, this one's got night sights on it. For four and a quarter,
0: four twenty-five.
1: Um, I've got another one back at the shop without night sights for three seventy-five.
0: Three seventy-five. Yeah. So you can have a firearm that works like a Glock, resembles a Glock, and it's three hundred seventy-five dollars.
1: Three seventy-five with three magazines, that's and sweet. it's got uh, three replaceable, replaceable black back straps, so you can adjust the grip size to fit your hand. I mean, that's
2: that's a steal. It
1: looks, really is.
2: It looks like it's the same size as a Glock 19. Is that the capacity? Or d- it, yeah, it's
1: a 15-round magazine. Oh, 15 round, okay. um, it's just a tad bit bigger than a 19. Okay. Um, but it's got a fairly clean trigger. Um, it's probably a little heavier than a standard Glock trigger, so somewhere around four and a half, five pounds. Um,
0: Let me feel the uh, reversible. <clears throat> thank you.
1: Reversible mag catch. So um, you get that flipped around. Oh, so uh, if you're left-handed, you're... Yeah. Well, I like having it on the left side of the gun because I use uh, my middle finger to disengage the mag. Um, so, And I, a lot of competition shooters will actually put a right-handed mag release on uh, so they can use their stronger finger instead of having to break their grip and move their thumb around. It's not a bad trigger feel at all. It actually feels yeah, it's, better it's,
0: to me than some Glocks.
1: It's very clean, but it's a, it's a little heavier.
0: A little heavier. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a steal. That's it. Yeah. I, you get that without night sights, and you get a, the three magazines, and you're talking $375.
1: Yeah. It's a Stoger. Uh, Stoger's part of the Beretta Group. Um, you know, it's it's their value line, but still, they, they don't really skimp on, you know, what makes it work. It may be, you know, a little less visually refined than a, than a Beretta, but um, all the bits and pieces are there that are going to make it run reliably.
0: Yeah, Chuck hasn't had. Did you get a chance to play with it at all? A little bit. Yeah. It is um, the the trigger pull does require just a little bit more effort, but yeah. it's not a it's not a bad trigger pull. It
2: but does break, I think, a little more cleanly than the traditional lock trigger.
1: And it's got these big, deep slide serrations, front and rear. Easy to so grab, so you can. Ch- wet hands or gloved hands, I think, easing this would be very easy.
4: Four twenty-five. With night sights, that's with the night sights. Whoa! And three seventy
2: five without. That's man. That's that is competitive like
1: competitive price.
2: Yeah, um,
0: and you've got how many? Two of these.
1: Yeah, we've got this one with the night sights, and then the one without. I left at the shop.
0: And uh, are you going to the shop? That you're not going to the shop today. No, I'll are? be back on Monday. You'll be back on Monday, but uh, they can reserve it if they want, or they can go down there and, you know, what? If if you want the one with the night sights, but you want to get a feel for it, I'm sure they can go down there and and uh, feel the one without it.
1: Yeah, uh, other other than the cycle sights, it a few exactly times. the same. Yeah, and
0: if you want the night sights, you you could just reserve it. Uh, definitely. Otherwise, uh, that's just such an incredible deal. I don't know how you go wrong with that at all. That is great.
1: Yeah, and uh, in watching a few YouTube videos, uh, since I can't take this out and shoot them, um, the accuracy seems um, fairly good. Um, so definitely, definitely on the list for an entry level concealed carry piece or a mid level, mid level carrier uh, competition pistol.
0: Yeah, and that 9mm, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people scoff at 9s, but those rounds have been improved so much oh, yeah. that a 9 is Yeah, bullet really-
1: technology, uh, just from, you know, um, the old black talon days to now, um, your average concealed carry defensive firearms projectiles are more effective than the fabled black talon of the 80s. So it, it's
0: uh, it, it, it's... Stopping for us, and that's what you want. You just want to stop the bad guy. That will do it. You know, I can remember, I think it was back in the 60s when they came out with uh, Teflon coated uh, rounds that were supposedly uh, capable of going through a bulletproof vest. And then there was a big argument about making them illegal. Uh, is that still the case today?
1: I, I think that was the Black Talon because the, the Black Talon did a Teflon coating, um, but the pedals on it were also razor sharp. And some doctor made a big deal about not wanting to get cut, trying to extract a bullet out of somebody. Um, So Winchester voluntarily uh, made those law enforcement only.
0: So it's not illegal, it's just...
1: Yeah, I don't think they ever got around to actually passing a law to restrict them. But Winchester voluntarily removed it from the civilian market. Isn't that the same as
2: the 5-7 round that they have a five-seven round that they supposedly only sell to law enforcement.
1: Yeah, there's there's a bunch of rounds. Uh, there's an armor piercing round, um, and a cu- uh, incendiary blank, and some other stuff that you have to have law enforcement letterhead to purchase.
0: So it is illegal to, to purchase them, or the company no, says. No,
1: yeah, the policy. company says. Well, the ATF does restrict armor piercing rounds and handguns, so we cannot buy those. Um, although you'll find them on gun broker. Um, like a box of fifty of armor piercing five seven by twenty eight, I've seen go for as much as five hundred dollars. You know, it's
0: kind of ridiculous. Uh, I don't think you needed a law to, to prevent it from happening, from people buying them. But I don't know a lot of people that want them. Uh, no. I, I, my well, concern is how far is that round going to go after I?
1: Even a lot of people with access to armor piercing handgun ammunition don't want to carry it because if you know, you lose control of your handgun. And get shot with your own gun, and you're wearing body armor. You don't want ammo that'll penetrate your body armor. Yeah,
0: um, I I don't know, but none of these uh, none of these laws ultimately work, as you just pointed out. You can get those rounds apparently on some websites anyway. Uh, this so the futility of banning them is is um, clear and evident. Uh, I want to do a quick reminder here uh, because uh, the Molly uh, Thomas. Bowden Blood Drive is going to be Friday, January 17th It'll run from 11 a.m. until 7 p.m. It's at Grace Bible Church at 601 Blue Ridge Road. So, uh, Molly Bowden, the police officer that was uh, shot here in Columbia, it was uh, several years before I came to town, Uh, but um, it was just...
2: The only police officer. Yes, lost in the line of duty from CPD. And at the blood drive, you can sign up for the Molly Miles uh, race and get a significant discount. And, of course, they will feed you well at the blood drive. And I tell people I'm a wimp, but even I give blood. So if I can do it, you know, man up, give some blood. Yep. Um, or right. a woman up. Maybe I should say woman up. Person up. up. Person up. Person up. You yeah, you've got to be
0: politically correct. Amen. Because everybody who knows me knows how politically correct I am. <laughs> what? What? What are you guys yes. laughing at? Uh, all right. It's 17 minutes after, after the hour. There is another firearm that we're going to demonstrate for you. We'll show it to you. If you are on Facebook, go to Gary on Guns. We've got cameras in studio. You'll see it. It's at, it's at uh, Graf's. Well, we'll be at Graf's. Is it the only one?
1: No, there's another one of these as well. So there's another one of those. Yeah, I got, I got you. Boy, oh, you're tonight.
0: you're like really uh, hitting on all eight. Uh, you're listening to Gary on Guns ninety three ninety. Hey, welcome. Chuck Basie is on board this morning. He is uh, state representative, of course. And uh, then uh, we got Dale Roberts from the CPOA and uh, Garson. Uh, keep your chin up. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's time for you to to display the next firearm from Graffs.
1: So hot on the tails of the Smith and Wesson EZ three eighty. Is the Ooh, that's EZ9. light. That is really light. Yeah. All right. So, everything about this gun has been simplified to make it easier for people with low grip strength to manipulate the firearm. Uh, the magazine's got tabs on both sides to help you pull it down and load the magazine. Uh, Lightened slide, lighten springs, um, and it's got the grip safety in the back. So, very, very easy to manipulate. Uh, for people with good low, sights on this too, for low grip strength. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, same sights as on the regular shields, um, but everything about it's been um, revised to make it easier for somebody with minimal hand strength to operate. So, um, you know, a lot of people, their their main deterrent to getting them to, in a firearm was they couldn't even load it. Um, and there's been other attempts to make guns that. Are easier for um, those with low strength to use, like the tip up barrel, um, Baretas, yeah. uh, and toruses. Um, so you'd never actually rack the slide on that, even though it was a semi auto. The barrel would tip up, you didn't sort of around put the barrel back in place. And then as you fired it, it would, it would load from the magazine after that. Um,
0: it really doesn't take a lot of force, no. And, I, and it's nine millimeter, that's so much better than,
1: yeah. And, uh, due to some. Fancy engineering on Smith and Wesson's part, even though it's got a lighter spring on it, um, the perceived recoil is still very low. Um, um, it's 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 a negligible difference between this and the standard Shield with the much heavier recoil assembly. Really? This yeah. Is so nice. I think I think the way the barrel locks up um, controls some of that recoil, so um, you don't get as much felt recoil when you're firing it.
0: I give that to Chuck.
1: Because he's was... got the weakest
0: hand grip. <laughs> oh,
2: you say that to a Marine. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking for trouble, aren't I? <laughs> am I not?
1: And this this is the one without the uh, manual safety. It is also available with a manual safety.
4: So, nine round?
1: Uh, I believe so, yes.
0: The bill. Has a nice feel uh, yeah, to it.
1: Unfortunately, the mags aren't marked with a round count. Oh, there there they, are. they are. So, yeah, eight plus one. Oh, eight wow. in the mag, one in the chamber. But... Yeah, that makes it super easy to get rounds in there. There's.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I see that. Um,
3: well, that you know really what? I Let me see them. that
0: magazine so I can show them. Sometimes, <clears throat> um, and I've I've experienced this with a um, couple of firearms that I've had where the magazine is this the spring is really tight, and it's sometimes hard to get that last couple of rounds in. Uh, this I has
1: never experienced that problem, but.
0: Well, I know. That's because you're more manly than all of us. Uh, But uh, this has a uh, little tab on it. Let us see if I can show you this way. I got my fingernail on it, and you just pull it down, and it brings the spring down, and it makes it real easy to load. So they've really thought of everything.
1: Yeah, they've made it super ergonomic and very, very easy to use.
0: And uh, this is... uh, not the only one. So if somebody wants to run down to graphs,
1: yeah, we got a couple. Just because the popularity of the 380s was so high, yeah, we knew these would be extremely popular as well.
0: I like the, the feel of the 380, but I, I would I would have preferred a nine millimeter. Now they've come up with a nine millimeter. It's it's got it's got everything.
1: Yeah, and they've got four options. Um, they got it with and without the manual safety, and then with a laser, um, with or without the manual safety. And so
0: they got a laser. They've got an available. Yeah, EZ there's a with
1: crimson trace uh, that clamps right on here. Wow! Um, so, uh, perfect it's, little uh, carry gun.
0: It is. It, it's it's uh, a nice size. It's not terribly large. Uh, it's easy to rack.
2: It's it's got I it like, all.
1: I like. Yep. Loaded it has palm
2: palm safety similar to a nineteen eleven. Yep. Yeah. The beaver. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great.
1: A kind of a reversed one, but yeah. Uh, How the trigger feel? Not bad for a Teflon gun. <laughs> you know, I'm
2: a, a nineteen eleven snob. So. so the JMB. J-M-B.
1: John Moses Browning clan. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. Um,
0: all right, so those are both available uh, at Graphs. Uh, you can rent down there. They're in Mexico, Missouri. Well worth a ride. Uh, and, I, you know, uh, th- that's the first one I've seen of that 9mm. So when did that come out?
1: Um, they just came out right after Christmas. Um, I actually was on a webinar uh, learning about the new features of this.
0: Right after Christmas. That's how new that is.
1: What's the price on it?
0: Uh, or... Four seventy eight, not bad. No, for a night, you know, yeah. if if you have you know somebody that's older, or you've got arthritis, or, or, or for some reason grip strength uh, is not uh, one of your attributes, that is the perfect weapon. And I've got a friend of mine, and I've I've talked about this in the past. He, he went out with me. I I uh, took him out shopping for a, a firearm, and he was trying to decide. He wants a semi-automatic, but he's thinking I'm going to end up with a revolver. Uh, but now you you don't have to worry about that. You can get a nine millimeter, easy, easy to rack, uh, right? Easy to load, perfect. Everything about it is just
2: terrific. That's a it's a hell of a deal. They've they've sort of recognized that women in firearms. I mean, there's tremendous growth in in the firearms community among women, taking gun you know taking firearms classes, shooting, buying guns.
1: Yeah, women and the elderly. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of guys that. You know, shot all their life, and now they're getting to be of the age where they're not able to use the guns they used to, and they still want to have a gun to shoot or protect themselves. Sure. Um, if it
0: comes to that, Dale, let me know. I'll go rack it for you. And then, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, the older you get, he's got his dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. But that is the perfect firearm uh, for somebody who doesn't have a lot of grip strength, but wants the the, the kind of firepower the new nine millimeters deliver. Yeah. And uh, at a pretty good price at that. And brand new, you'd you'd be—it's like being the first one on the block, because um, that's the first one I've seen. And
1: yeah, I was actually surprised we got two right off the bat, because um, normally they allocate these, and we'll like piecemeal them out one at a time to people.
0: Was the other easy? The three eighty? Was that hard to get your hands on?
1: The three eighty was a little hard to get right at the beginning, um, but we've had ample stock of those ever since. And I think I have a couple. Of, I think I have one of those in stock now as well.
0: Yeah, they're smaller. Uh, and they do do the trick. Uh, I just I, I, I just feel better with a 9mm uh, for my own personal taste. Uh, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. I don't know if we're going to have time to... Uh, Brian, how, what, how much, what do I have for time here? minute and a half, though we'll get David in before we go. David, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary and Guns.
4: Hey, that uh, church shooting down there
0: in uh, Texas. Yeah. What size gun that that... The size gun the the uh, the good guy had. Do you know what he had? I don't know what he had. I think he did a headshot too. Uh, believe he did it or a not, great shot. Yeah, uh, I think he had to because of uh, where people were standing, and it was the uh, the only shot he had, and he made
2: it. But I don't know uh, what uh, what kind of handgun he had. Yeah, okay. I, I, thank you. All right. You're welcome. Read numerous reports and not seen anything reported on that. You know, as far as what. What he was using, right, yeah. Right, Where'd
1: you say the video was at?
2: Palladium of Liberty on Facebook. You're going to try and identify it by... Uh, sure. I think the camera's pretty far away. Yeah, it a, I mean, it's a great video to see in terms of what transpired, but I don't know that you'll be able to tell from that distance in the video what he's carrying, unless it's shiny and... It jumps yeah. right out at you. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, we're
0: going to come back right after the news... Talk a little bit about room in jail. Criminal With, justice system. Yeah. That'll be next. Gary on guns, 93.9 The Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is 35 minutes after the hour, and uh, we have discovered the firearm that was used in that church shooting to stop the killer was a SIG P229 357 SIG. Uh, and it was a headshot, as I said. Um, and uh, you, Dale, right, said that it was uh, kind of a police. 357
2: SIG round has been I am not sure if it's as popular now, but for a long time was used by law enforcement, and I think especially on the federal side. So
1: Yeah, it's a forty cal neck down to a nine millimeter. Yeah. Um I think Missouri State Highway Patrol carried it for a while.
2: Uh in a Glock, was it? Boy, that before my time.
1: Okay. Um wow, yeah, that, it, it's a, it's a that super would be a flip lock, wouldn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't couldn't I can't yeah, pick on him he's a former marine. That, yeah, you don't yeah. Garson don't. he you know they pay us. He's got guns, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a super efficient around and the 229 is just a uh, compact version of the 226 and I know the 229 was issued um to Navy Special Forces as the Mark 11.
0: Yeah. Wow, headshot under pressure. No kidding. Uh, that is From really Really, really remarkable uh, on his part. And he's not a young kid either. Uh, Did you see his age?
1: He was retired uh, already.
0: Yeah. um, I think he's in his
1: 70s. Oh, wow.
0: And uh, really remarkable. Uh, There are others who stood up. Uh, Nobody else fired. Uh, It was all under control. It, It just... Uh, to think that that he could pull that off in uh, inside of six seconds—just pat on the back.
4: How many Good people guy. did he save? Yeah. If they, if no one else had a weapon except for the shooter, how many people would be dead now? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, let me go grab a phone call or two. Uh, Chris, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary and Guns. Yeah,
4: that's what I was going to call in and tell you on that the the weapon. But I wanted to throw in Biden's comment that it's irrational to want to take guns into church, I'm thinking it's irrational to thinking that a sign or a law or a rule is going <laughs> to stop somebody who wants to go murder people. What? That's pretty irrational, isn't it?
0: You you don't think that would stop the bad guy?
4: Well, why don't we post those around Capitol Hill and get rid of all that security? You know, That's you just may out, have saved it? us a lot of tax dollars. I, yeah, I'll get I on we that. Should propose that. To, to Biden, say, you know, you should just cut out all this security for the Senate, and I'll post some signs, pass a rule, and you'll be just fine. And, you
0: know, we could uh, take Bloomberg and have him put a little sign around his neck that he is a if walking gun-free zone, and he can get rid of or, all of his security people.
4: Yeah, Or a sign that says, idiot, kick me. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Chris, thank you for the
2: call. When I was in private practice as a marketing Process. I wanted to have bumper stickers made for my client's cars that said, not responsible for accidents. And then, you know, if they had a wreck, well, I've got a bumper sticker. Yeah. Says, not it's responsible
0: for safe. accidents.
2: Yeah, Yeah. It's like a sign. Like says, all the
1: uh, dump trucks with the not responsible for rock damage yeah. labels. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. They wish. Uh, Chuck,
0: you were going to tell me about an event.
4: Yes. Uh, the great folks up in Higby are having their first annual guns and funds. Gala. It's going to be March twenty-first. That's a Saturday from five to ten, and it's going to be at the Woodsman's Distilling Event Center. It's um, they're going to have uh, I think ten firearms to give away. There's only going to be three hundred tickets available. There are still tickets available. They're forty dollars a piece. A piece. It's uh, it's going to be a great night. They're going to have a comedian there for some entertainment and dinner by Papa Rock and. Um, uh, if you can go on to the Higbee Fair uh, Corporation uh, Facebook page or go to my Facebook page, you can get all the details. Great event. So give, them the de- give it one more time. For- it's uh, going to be Saturday, March 21st from 5 to 10 p.m. at the Woodsman Distilling Event Center at um, 7239 Highway A in Higbee. A great, great facility. Very nice place.
2: And the fact that it alludes to distilling Get smite. I mean, guns, <laughs> yeah. guns in a distillery. I'm there. That's all you know. it takes for you. Yeah. yeah. Throw all, in all women and, uh, boy, and Katie, tobacco. bar the
1: door. That's right. <laughs> what What'd yeah. you say, Garson? All we need is some explosives and some tobacco.
0: Perfect. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. What, what is it about guys that we like to blow things up? I don't know. It's just fun. It is fun. You know, my wife never says, oh, boy, I'd like to go, uh, you know, shoot one of those exploding canisters or... Put an M eighty in a uh, in a in a pop can and see what happens.
1: Well, I, I used to see T shirts at gun shows that said the BATFE should be a store, not a government agency. <laughs>
0: <laughs> B-A-T-F, that i call that burn them and turn them to fire. BATF. Um, we were talking—that was goes go back to Waco. That's what. Yeah. I used to, yeah. I, uh, so we were talking about uh, room in jail. Uh, if you ask me, one of the problems we have is we have got so damn many laws. Uh, where we end up putting people in jail that we ought not have, um, that that's part of the problem. But
2: there's another interesting wrinkle that's and this, you know, comes in when we talk about, you know, we want to see good firearms laws—the ones that that might do some good. or people committing a crime with a firearm, incarcerated as they should be. And one of the issues that comes up, at least locally, is the local judges. And I, not a dig on them, but the local judges sit on a committee that I think meets maybe monthly uh, that addresses overcrowding in the jail. And a number of us have said, you know, when a judge is hearing a criminal case, whether or not there's room for this person in jail should not be a factor. If the person needs to be locked up, they need to be locked up. And if there's no more room in the Boone County Jail, Dwayne Carey does an excellent job. Surely he can find room for them somewhere. But it's it's an issue that's, you know, kind of looked at in the law enforcement community about... You know, why are the judges worrying about, do we have room in jail or not? It should be, if you need to be locked up, you need to be locked up. End of story. So a, a,
0: a judge will, you know, have the latest numbers in his mind of cells available and go,
2: oh, we're full. I don't know if they if they have that much detail, but, but they are uh, lobbied, for lack of a better word, about how crowded jails are. And I'm sure this is not the only county where that happens. Um, And, uh, you know, crowding in the jail is, I'm sure, a problem. But, as I said, the, the courts should be looking at criminal cases. And if you need to go to jail, if this person needs to be off the street, they need to be off the street. And whether or not there's room for them is not the judge's problem, uh, that's an issue for the sheriff to deal with, and as I said, Dwayne Carey does a good job. He can he can handle those issues. Having so, been having been on the bench
0: yourself and an attorney, what do you think about those? Uh, because this was popular really in the eighties,
2: mandatory sentencing, mandatory minimums. You know, one of the there are many problems. I was never a prosecutor, but I know one of the problems for prosecutors is that um, it, it takes away their flexibility to try and settle a case. And if they're, they will sometimes reduce the charges, you know, charge a lesser offense, so they're not bound by what that would, that problem that that would create. And it does, to some extent, tie the hands of judges. Um, I would hope that, you know, we've made good decisions when we selected our judges. We don't need to tell them how to do their jobs. And, And every case is different. Uh, you know, we all see outcomes from a court case and think, well, I, you know, why did that happen? But you probably don't know every bit of information that the judge and the prosecutor and maybe the jury knew. Um, so dictating mandatory minimums, I, personally, not on behalf of the CPOA, but personally, I don't think it's a good policy. I remember the uh, <clears throat> this was a part of the
0: war on drugs, uh, which I think is incredibly futile. Uh, where they were uh, uh, putting in these mandatory minimums. And down in Florida, and I think a couple of other states too, because they were uh, mandated minimums, they were releasing rapists and other assailants because their jail cells were full of drug users that they couldn't release by law. Right.
2: I mean, I'm not Yes, sh- uh,
0: Yes, that, that
2: is, you, you don't want that to happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm really opposed to that. I think the judiciary should have that kind of flexibility. Uh, the show that follows me on Saturday is uh, Jennifer Bukowski's show. But a friend of mine is filling in for her, and he's going to do this show live in studio here when we get off the air. And I'm going to invite Dave Roland in for a couple of seconds to tell us what's up. I think he just gave me the finger. No, that was a thumb. All right. Something. It's on Guns, ninety-three nine Eagle. It is fifty five oh fifty minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Dale Roberts is in from the CPOA. Garson is in from graphs. talked about a couple of terrific firearms, and uh Chuck Basie, uh, state legislator. Uh so somebody on uh, Facebook wants to know uh, about the E Z. Would you uh yeah. tell them what it was tell her what it is? Um
1: the official model number is the uh twelve four thirty seven. Uh, but it's it's called the m 9 Shield EZ. So if
0: the, if the, if she just says the M N P Shield nine millimeter EZ, yeah.
1: If you come in and just ask for the EZ nine, uh, we, we'll know what you're talking about. That's
0: even better. EZ nine at yep, Grass. I'll make that easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, oh, this show is gone. So
1: uh,
0: we were talking about uh, overcrowded prisons and uh, with uh, with Dale, uh, and uh, I'm pleased to tell you. That uh, we have a, another guest in the program. You're going to guest host for uh, Jennifer Bukowski live in
3: studio. You can take phone calls, and that's right. We'll be here for a couple hours. Uh, going to be talking about oh, you know, various liberty issues um, and and things like that. If people would like to call in, I'd love to have callers today. So uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun time.
0: Okay, uh, one of the things, and I, and now that we have a judge and an attorney. Uh, in addition to everybody else that's in the studio, one of the things when it comes to uh, getting criminals off the street and making it safer for all of us uh, is uh, you know how, the, how what happens in the courtroom. And one of the problems, and, and I suspect this is why I'll never end up uh, serving on jury duty, I believe in jury nullification. Mm-hmm. I think that if uh, if a law is unconstitutional, if it itself is wrong, that I would vote not guilty. Um, what do you think about jury nullification
3: oh absolutely and it's it 's actually you know a, a long and storied history of jury nullification in the united states i mean this this was one of the functions of the jury. Uh, going back to the earliest days of the republic is um, if they believed that a particular outcome would be unjust, they were not obligated to vote for a particular conviction or, or vote for liability. Um, that was part of the function of the jury was to ensure that justice was done. Um, and and so if you deal with a situation where the law might theoretically have one outcome uh but the jury believes that that outcome is unjust it it is certainly within the jury's power to make the decision not to vote for the outcome that they believe would be unjust
0: so they proved that you had toenail clippers but uh the toenail clipper law was unconstitutional and you said i'm just going to find him not guilty and that would be okay
3: absolutely yeah that is that is a a historical function of a jury
0: all right so swing
3: that microphone
0: over to dale and, Dale, when I uh, swear in as a juror, what does the oath entail? What do I... What do, he doesn't need the headphones. He can hear me. <laughs>
2: what is, I couldn't recite it offhand, but, I mean... Essentially, I swear to do uh, what? To follow the law. To listen to the, to listen to the facts and evidence and to follow the law. So, if the law, the law is.
0: is unjust, but I've just taken an oath to follow the law, would my jury nullification position... Uh,
2: be considered uh, criminal or wrong i personally don't think so and i suspect dave and i would both say that that if if a jury nullification action is called for that is following the law it's a part of our body of law so you guys both agree with jury
0: nullification i think so yes Wow. I thought it was going to have some kind of controversy here. We'd have Sorry. some sparks
2: fly as we something. Can argue, you know, about something if you want.
0: <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's what I want uh, in a room full of guns. I want you guys to argue about I, something.
2: I, I mean, th- the thing that worries me is that so many people refuse to serve on a jury. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to do it. And sometimes... You end up with a jury that is the lowest common denominator you know people that don't have least any, competent, people that that don't have anything else to do they're i mean i'm not trying to insult jurors there i 've met good people on juries but um you know i've been in I was in a jury pool i don 't know three or four months ago, and it was sad to see how many people like, "Oh, I have to work i have." my mother is kidding you you know every Um, excuse imaginable to get out of serving
1: i was going through jury selection and this guy was absolutely just the rudest person in the world and every time that they'd ask a question he'd pipe up and have all these excuses and finally the judge comes around and says look you can just shut up because you're not going to be on a jury but just sit there and be quiet until this is done i was like wow Wow,
0: the judges give up that easily
1: well, you. Oh, well, this you, guy was saying he was friends with the prosecutor. He was friends with all these lawyers, and he had all these business uh, things that he had to attend to. I mean, if if they had a question about a reason why he couldn't serve in a jury, he had an answer. I mean, he was the most like rude, overbearing person I'd ever seen anywhere in my entire adult life.
2: Hey, swing that back and to, and you worry about the potential for an appeal if a judge seats a juror who made it clear. I won't be, you know, fair and impartial. Dave, when you're going through voir dire with uh, uh,
0: uh, a potential jury, do you think about that? What are the questions you ask?
3: So, I've actually never conducted voir dire. Really? Yeah, yeah. um, Very few of the cases that I deal with end up going to trial. You're usually with a judge? Yeah, and the the ones that do, we usually go for a bench trial um but but I have been part of the voir dire process when I was in jury selection and that sort of thing. Um I think the the thing that frustrates me a little bit is you know serving on a jury is actually a phenomenal opportunity uh or it should be seen as as a phenomenal opportunity to contribute to um you know the the justice system in our our state and our country. Um it's one of the things that separates uh our system of government from so many that went before is that ordinary citizens have the opportunity to weigh in and and to to determine um, whether the government has actually proven its case that somebody did something that was illegal. Um, And and so I think that that's actually uh, a great opportunity that we have. It's, It's something to be cherished. The problem is, is There are incredible burdens on jurors, especially if it's a trial that's going to last for weeks. Um, and, and I think that that's one of the discouragements to serving on a jury is it takes you out of your, your routine, um, especially if you're working for an hourly rate. Um, those are hours you can't work and you're not getting anything like um what what you would earn if you were uh you know, able to go to work, and so um I think the way that our system is currently set up it it definitely disincentivizes jury service um but I really wish that more people saw jury service as you know an important part of being a citizen, an important part of upholding our form of government because that's exactly what it is you
0: know if the government would quit buying all those parks and use that money to say. We'll pay you your prevailing wage. You show me what, how much you're making, and and uh, we'll we'll compensate you. That might just...
1: And it's no different than the people that don't vote either.
2: And it's been said, you know, the three opportunities you have to get to, to speak to your government are the ballot box, the jury box, and the bullet box. All right.
0: Whatever it is in life that you want, go, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.